This is Headline to Table. You tell me, what's this show about? Dungeon Master? Dickhead? <laughs> it's basically it, just you hurling insults at me and me weeping. Only for the first ten minutes and then I'm out of it. Yeah, so you as the host? Idiot? Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> whatever my just host slash idiot. You give me uh, current headlines or historical events bring them to me and I have to convert them into a Dungeons and Dragons campaign, specifically 5th edition, with mm. the help of some idiot pawns. To they'll have to play through whatever I give you. Mm-hmm. All right, we're th- I'm going a little bit outside the box on this one. Oh, dear God. Uh, we've done current events. We've done historical events. This is a bit of a current event, I suppose. You You could technically file this under science, I guess. I hear the jury's still out on science. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, but really, my th- i basically pitching you to make a campaign based on a single viral photo. What? Um, <laughs> we'll talk about it because our listeners won't be able to see the photo. But I'm going to bet that this a lot... This is a great podcast. I'm going to bet <laughs> that a lot of our listeners have seen the photo. I'm going to show it to you before I tell them yeah, and what I'm it sure, is. Yeah, and I'm sure we're going to upload it onto our Instagram Every, yeah. page. What's the Instagram page? Headline to table. Headline to table. Um, this this photo spread around, and I'm not huge on social media, but I do like read news. And I feel like a lot of people have seen this photo. It got a lot of people asking, how did this happen? And people aren't really sure why, but apparently it keeps happening. Uh, what I'm about to show... I'm fairly certain I haven't seen this. What I'm about to show, West, is a photograph of a Hawaiian monk seal that has an eel stuck in its nose. What? <laughs> Have you seen this? No. People were... The, this Hawaiian monk seal got an eel stuck in its nose. <laughs> Scientists say this is rare. But not unheard of. (laughs) Seals keep getting eels stuck up their nose, and no one knows why. So (laughs) what I want is a can't for one single player. No, we got to get like five or six on this. (laughs) Uh, A single player campaign that's inspired by the seal with the eel up its nose. So here are some ways you could spin that. Yeah. There's some kind of creature that has an issue. you got to help it or fight it. Maybe there's a dragon that has a snake stuck up its nose and it's angrily decimating a village and you have to try to solve it. It is a monk seal, which could be played into it somehow. We're outside of the box here. We are outside of the box with this (laughs) single photo-inspired campaign. White fucking herp over here. (laughs) I can tell you what I do want is something in someone's nose at some point. But, you know, I figure we could get a creature involved, maybe a, a giant, I don't know. Like, what if you if, if this seal was in the D&D universe, what would you do? Would you attack it? Would you help it? What would it be doing? This is your job now. I've delivered the photo, and you will <laughs> perform for me, Dungeon Master, Dookie Master. I got, I got three ideas. Okay. First one is kind of going off what you said. There's a creature. You think of like a giant. Maybe he's got a 
uh, some parasite or some creature stuck in its nose and you need to help it. Or you can go, it's a normally peaceful creature and it has this thing stuck in its nose making it fucking crazy. Could the player be the creature? That was my third one is the seal is the pawn. So you somehow get something stuck up your nose. I kind of like the idea of not telling them this later, to tell them right off the bat, like, this is what it's, it's based yeah, off of. Yeah. You have this in your nose. <laughs> Can we have it be an eel? All Most of the playable creatures are humanoid shape, like <laughs> three true. foot whatever to like seven foot. You could go with some of the other ones from the expansions, um, like the turtles, which are like <laughs> these big tor- turtle creatures. <laughs> Thing Ninja Turtle kind of thing. It sounds there with these, an eel in its nose. It yeah. sounds too good. I guess there would be pretty strict character rules on them. They would you yeah. would say you are this race, and that you would just tell them right off the bat, "This fucking eel's stuck in your nose. What do you do?" Mm-hmm. That's it. But then you might build a story yeah. that they encounter based like, on that. Oh, maybe <laughs> someone saw this. One of the doctors says this is very strange, but it's happened before, and it's you must go nerd. visit this. They just say the exact caption of the photo that yeah. I showed you. I kind of like that. Like, <laughs> this is it. You have this in right. your nose. <laughs> Deal with it. So I imagine this starting with you're like, you start, there's a thing up your nose, and the person's like, well, I pull it out. And you're like, it doesn't come out. And they're like, I pull harder. And you're like, doesn't come out. You take and two <laughs> damage <laughs> from pulling like, too Oh, hard. no. And then they have to, like, go into the town to talk to someone about it. <laughs> and everyone's disgusted <laughs> oh, by yeah. you. No one wants to talk to you. No, this is good. Okay, cool. Well, yeah. it sounds like you got enough to go on here, so we will uh, we'll check back in once you have it all set. And we have <laughs> Jesus picked our pawn. You're welcome, America. <laughs> All right, so we're checking back in before uh, our pawn, Devin, arrives to play this campaign about the <laughs> the seal with the eel stuck in his nose. What what We talked about this a bit already, so we don't need to go too in-depth, but what do you have in store for him? Basically, he wakes up to this insane sensation of this eel burrowing into his face. But what is he? He is a turtle. Okay, we were going with turtle. So he's kind of a newer um, supplemental race to D&D, and they're... Andy's. Are they mopey? Could we classify them as being mopey, or are they super fast? They're not slow. Their speed is okay. normal. And um, Are they prone to depression? Well, he, he is. <laughs> okay. That's part of, <laughs> okay. part of his character. <laughs> He's seen some shit. No, they don't, they don't really have okay, much fine. of like the uh, racial attributes like that. But, um, okay, mm-hmm. and so he's going to wake up with this sensation. Yeah, this eel so he's supposed to try and figure it out try and yeah so i he's probably going to walk around trying to get help depending on who he asks for answers he is going to find his way out to some of the islands outside of the whalebone shores i like this map you've made we'll be sure to share that on social media yeah um so he's gonna basically try and look for answers there's going to be some people in the tribe that think this eel in his nose is a bad omen. Okay. So he needs to deal with that, and he needs to find the source of this. All right, let's get um, – De- what, what level? You're obviously going to tell him he has to be a turtle. Yeah, what he's going to be a turtle. He's mm-hmm. going to be level three. 
Okay. So, but enough, everything else he can choose. Yeah, he can choose whatever class he wants, build his character any way he wants, but he has to be a turtle and he has to be level three. All right. Cool. Let's get him in here. Pawn. All right. Welcome back. We have our pawn for the day. Uh, Devin, why don't you tell us uh, a little bit about yourself, your experience with D&D, and then you can uh, introduce your character you just made. My name is Devin, and I've been on the show before. How many times (laughs) have you been on the show? This will be technically my third time, because one time was a two-parter. Yeah. So there's a lot of Devin goodness you can enjoy. (laughs) Mm. He's uh, quickly becoming a fan favorite. For myself, out of our, out of our out of our eight fans, at least three of them like Devin. I, I'm hoping to start merchandising so some of my characters. So I'll work on that. I'll work on that. Make some you silly T-shirts. The, yeah, no one's okay. ever done it. Fanny packs are back. You're and, wearing one right now, aren't yeah. you? Yeah. Are you Are you wearing that gold one? Yeah. That's the exact one. I brought Cheryl them back. Wants. I've been wearing them since like 2004. Yeah, I've and never now, seen you not wearing one. I and know. now yeah. they're back, and it's because of me. So. <laughs> You guys are just riding our on buddy, my wave. Our buddy Reed wears a fanny pack, and I think he somehow got it from you. He did. Doesn't make doesn't make you kind of mad though that they came back because when you started doing it, you were like, "I defy the uncoolness." Now are, is a little part of you like, no, because when I was wearing them and people were like, "Whoa, you're wearing a fanny pack," my response is, "Yeah, I'm bringing them back." And then so it this, came true. And then it came mission true. accomplished. So now I just feel like a sense of joy when okay. I see. Okay. Well, uh, tell us about your character. Is it wearing a fanny pack? Okay. So just this real quickly, um, some of the stipulations I gave is he has to be the race of Tortle, which is a giant humanoid turtle. And, uh, no, it's different. He it's is a level turtle. <laughs> turtle. For copyright reasons. Mm-hmm. Turtle is copyrighted. Turtle is copyrighted by big, uh, by big zoology. <laughs> so the stipulations for this character is a turtle, which is a humanoid turtle, large, usually about 400 pounds with a big shell, um, has to be third level and can be any class that they want. And is this a new race or did you just make it up? No, it's, a, it's kind of an expansion race. It's not in the core handbook, but it is in um, some of the supplemental stuff. Uh, so I'm a turtle, level three. I'm a cleric, and his backstory is... You got a name, Tortle? Yeah, it's Tum Tum Dilly Dum. <laughs> my name is Tum Tum Dilly Dum. Uh, one of my powers is I can hold my breath for one hour. And so when a baby turtle... What would you what would you call a baby turtle? Like a, like a turdlet? A turdlet. Turdlet? I think it's a turdlet. <laughs> so when I was a tiny turdlet... Like my the the proving ground to become a man turtle mm-hmm. is you have to hold your breath for one hour and one minute, and so that's like if you survive that, go over that one minute. Did you survive? I survived, but I had this weird vision, and this Whoa. vision was of this giant turtle in space that its like body was a planet. Oh my! Gosh. And now I'm convinced that this was a sign that there is a planet somewhere in space where like I originated from the total race goosebumps. so this is I've your got religious goosebumps. you've got religious beliefs here so I'm spreading this so right after that vision I started 
going around wow. the sewers. I started going around sewers, skateboarding <laughs> and eating pizza, <laughs> <laughs> and spreading the word of this vision I had that there's this space turtle race that we all came from, and we need to get back to. Is there a name trying... for your faith system? Ooh, that's a ooh space tortology. <laughs> tortology. <laughs> okay, give us some more character details here. You said he's a cleric. He's a cleric. He has a war hammer. Okay. He has a fanny pack. That <laughs> nice. <laughs> that has like um, it's made out of like shells and puka shell shells. Dookie Master, what can he carry in his fanny pack? Uh, I will say his fanny pack will carry a lot of his the things in his cleric pack. So parchment, paper. <laughs> Maybe his holy symbol, unless he wants to carry it elsewhere. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you've given any thought. Uh, so the cleric, a lot of their spells, they they show their, they present their holy symbol. Do you have an idea of what your holy symbol would be? Whether it's like a token, a statue. Yeah. A... So you know like those turtles you see in like a lot of like Hawaiian merchandise? Sure. Yeah. And it's like yes. kind of the pattern. So it's like kind of that sort of turtle, but like in space. Like the background okay. is space. Okay. 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 Nice. And that will be my my, and I wear it as like a necklace. So it's like a <laughs> like a, a driftwood carving yeah. of this. My my uh, tum tum dilly dum has kind of like a Samoan Hawaiian vibe going on. <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. so like, like he it. has the fanny pack. He has like one of those skirts things going on. Oh no, I've seen Moana. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a cleric of life. Life, a new life up in the space. That's what he's as- aspiring to. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. That's great. We approach these a little bit differently. You know, every story is different. The last episode you were on, we kind of withheld the what it was based on mm-hmm. until pretty late in the game. Um, this time, we're just going to straight up tell you right now. I think we're ready to do that. Let's do it. It's a little outside of the box because essentially I had West adapt this based on a single photo. <laughs> if you have seen the photo... Uh, then we're just going to go right in. If you haven't, I will explain it to you. Okay. Uh, photo is available on the headline to table Instagram. Here's the photograph. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen what this photograph? What is going on? It's like a seal with a snake in his nostril? What's going on there? Uh, a few months ago, this picture started circulating um, on many news websites. Of a seal with an eel stuck in its nose. A seal with an eel? Is this like some sort of like Dr. Seuss creation? What's going on it's here? It's real. Yeah. Rhyme zone. That's really all I'm going to tell you. And So you created this campaign based off of that silly, silly photo. <laughs> yes. Yes. A all viral right. photo. Well, you brought in the right guy. Because I'm going to take this very seriously. It's serious. Yeah. <clears throat> it's serious. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, ba- I'm gonna sit in on this episode for the listeners, but I'm probably gonna not say uh, too much. Tum Tum Dilly Dum has lived his whole life on the whalebone shores a turtle village along the turquoise sea. Your family, a well-respected among the tribe, though you are the sole member of your family that remains on these shores, as they have left to nest on other shores. 
Outside of the occasional skirmish with some of the human tribe islands, life is peaceful and you want for nothing. The tribe is a tight-knit and weary of outsiders. On this morning, you wake to an excruciating sensation behind your nose and eyes. To your horror, you see what looks like the back half of an eel hanging out of your nose. What do you do? <laughs> what do I do? Um, I yank the eel out of my nose. So you wake up from your cot, see this thing hanging from your nose, and immediately reach to pull it out. Yeah. Oh, in doing that, you take two damage. Oh, no. This is... It does not seem to go anywhere, and as you attempt to pull it out, you feel something pinch behind your nose, deep in your face. I thought I solved the. I thought I solved the campaign. I thought this was going to be the easiest, <laughs> shortest episode. That's ever. it. Pulled it out, and he's done. Okay, so he doesn't want to come out. He's like attached to me now. I'm going to give you the map. So the map here is of uh, the Whalebone Shores. Dungeon Master West has just revealed the map of Whalebone Shores, which you can find on social media. So the Whalebone Shores, given the name by the old ancient whalebones that have washed up, that X on that small hut is your dwelling. All those small spots are different huts that the different uh, tortles live in. The large building is the council building where the ruling council lives and does their, uh, enacts their affairs. There is a general store there, as well as a sweat uh, sweat hut off to the right. Common practice amongst amongst tortles is to lounge in the sweat hut. Tell me about it. And those islands right off the shore, there's the armor, the weaponsmith, and then there's a bar. There's several other islands further out, but you're, many are warned on traveling past those initial three islands as the water becomes deep and full of creatures that might do you harm. Okay, you gotta check out this map because it's pretty good. So I'm, I'm into it. Your Hawaiian vibe is <laughs> yeah. paying off already. <laughs> so I'll say, it is uh, early in the morning you've woken to the sensation. You have attempted to pull it out, causing damage to yourself. What do you do? I mean, my first instinct is to pull it out again. But I feel like like, I gotta go find some help, because if pulling it out does not work, then I might need to see some sort of, like, medicine man on the island, some sort of doctor, if you will, mm-hmm. is the doctor on the island. So, roll a history check. Okay. It's kind of a history of the island, because there's no official... So, you rolled a 14 plus... 14 plus 0 14 So you have you've heard rumors of somewhat of a witch doctor that um people have traveled to uh adventurers in the area have traveled to on one of the further islands but you're not exactly sure which island it is You um you know the the close islands around you and your and your tribal shores but you're not well versed in the outside islands Okay I might need to Explore some of these other locations to find this information is what I'm thinking. Um, maybe I should sweat it out first at the sweat lodge. <laughs> See if that works. And maybe there will be some company there. On your way to the sweat lodge, you kind of go out. Uh, not a lot of people are out this early in the morning. Uh, couple, a couple uh, 
people collecting vegetation, kind of tending to their morning chores. And as you come out, people look at you in horror. Children are running the other direction. Men are muttering under their breaths something about, the, the council needs to hear, this is a bad omen, and people are running away. As you uh, move to the sweat lodge, you, you enter it as you have countless times. Inside you see three old turtles withered away with time, close, <laughs> close to their end, just living out the end of their days in the sweat lodge. Wait, is this some sort of, like, death sweat lodge? <laughs> is this how turtles, like... No, they've just been ravaged by time. Okay. This is, you know, it's like any, if you've been to any sauna, steam room, this early in the morning, (laughs) it's full of very old men. (laughs) All right. And Uh, so you enter and immediately they start, they start uh, reaching for their things and mm -hmm. trying to get out the door as quickly as possible. Uh, Tortoloo is the... (laughs) Tortoloo. This is the calling we give to each other. No, 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 no. Do not be scared. It is me, Tum Tum Dilly Dum. I just have some sort of problem right now. And whenever I have a problem, I go to the sweat lodge to kind of sweat out all of those bad vibes. So don't be afraid. Make a uh, persuasion check. I rolled a seven plus persuasion three. Ten. Um, Everyone kind of stays on the course they were taking is running out of the sweat lodge as soon as possible. Mm -hmm. And all of them are trying to keep their distance as to not touch you. You you overhear one of the uh, old men being like, oh, it's another one. Get out, get out, get out. Another one? Another one? Wait, wait. What do you mean by that? Roll another persuasion check. A 12 plus a 3, so 15. We'll have him roll against you. Hold on, 11. So he, he stops for just a sec as he's kind of slowly backing out the door. He's like, my my, uh, my oldest nephew, same thing happened to him a week ago. Drove him mad and he swam out into the sea and no one ever saw him again. This is bad. This is a bad omen. And he runs out of the sweat lodge. Oh no! What am I going to do? Well, I better relax in the sweat lodge for a moment. <laughs> so you take a you take a quick schwitz in the in the sweats sweat lodge. Okay, so um, I'm not gonna like yank it this time, but maybe I'm thinking maybe the sweat lodge has kind of loosened it up a little bit. So I'm just gonna do like a gentle tug, you know. You thought wrong. And this thing is definitely not coming out easier, and it's not coming out at all. all right. And as you apply a little bit of pressure in it, you yeah. feel something, some little appendages kind of moving deeper. Not right. causing you any damage, but it's definitely any sort of tugging or pulling seems to make it go more into your nose. Hmm. I mean, that was kind of my main plan, is just to sweat it out at the sweat lodge. But I guess I'll go with a plan T for turtle. <laughs> let's try. Oh, let's try the council building. Okay. Maybe my councilmen and women will kind of shed light on this situation for me. Okay. So I waddle over there. You waddle over there. You see a couple people kind of hanging around the corner, kind of looking at you, kind of 
whispering to each other as you as you uh, approach the council uh, the council chambers. Mm. You uh, to interrupt. I'm I'm like walking down the island, and yeah, I'm getting these looks. I'm thinking to myself, I might need some sort of disguise. Is there anything on the island like, like maybe some leaves that I could like, or like a shirt that I can kind of like wear across my uh, face? Like, make a perception check. Style. Twelve. You see some kelp that is. Uh, that is uh, recently washed up on the island mm-hmm. that seems like you might be able to tie it around you. Okay. And it's not an uncommon practice for the uh, turtles to uh, decorate themselves in kelp and driftwood. Much like the fanny pack, I'm going to bring back this kelp wear. So I'm you go for the retro kelp look? Yeah, yeah, retro kelp work, uh, look I'm going for. it. All right. So make a, we'll say a survival check to kind of, uh, to... Uh, craft like a little mask out of it i rolled a i got a 16 total 16 total yeah so you're able to kind of tie it together behind your head and it creates uh somewhat of a bandana that drapes around your face nice. covering the uh covering the eel and i'm just walking real cool like hang loose fellow turtles what's up all right you turtles turtles <laughs> yeah, i don't know what this turtle is <laughs> Wait, I had I have an important question. Shoot. Are there turtles like regular like There are. On there the are ground? normal turtles, yes. Okay, so this is like an evolved... Not on this not on this island. Um a lot like not walking around freely, but you see yeah. you see them out in the water and right, um, well, I'm going to go to the, actually I'm going to go to the council people and kind of ask them just the history of these turtles. The turtles as in your race? Yes. Um, so you go up to the uh, council chambers. You're, you're met with a big door. Mm-hmm. That's like the main entrance, and it's locked. If the door's locked, I do the polite thing, and I knock. Knock, 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 knock. You hear the uh, scampering of, of feet along the sand inside. Uh, the door swings open, and you're met with an with a, with a elderly turtle uh, dressed in a robe. He goes, yes, my son. I, I bow, and I say, I, I seek counsel. Aren't you tum-tum dilly-dum? The one and only. You're the, you're the turtle who is obsessed with these turtle creatures in space, right? I'm not obsessed with it. It's more, it's my divine uh, goal to... I'm more... I'm not obsessed. I'm, it's like, are you obsessed with air? After failing to convert the turtle council member to tortology, Tum Tum Dilly Dum intimates that he has some information about the recent eel problem. The council member whisks Tum Tum away carefully to learn what he knows. He brings you over into his uh, uh, hut chambers and closes the door. He goes, speak, boy. Woof. <laughs> okay, so here's the thing. In theory, not me, but I've heard other people on the island have like weird, like, uh, let's call them nose worms, if you will, and it's driving them crazy. Yes, we've had, there's four in the last two months that have showed up on our shores. Two of them died on the island. The other two swam out into the sea and we never saw them again. One was one of the sons of the of one of the council members. Have you seen one? 
I've just heard rumors of them. If, what would you say, where do you think they came from? The council member, Dostu, has sworn the next one he sees they will sacrifice because they believe it to be a bad omen. Oh, that's weird because I heard it was a good omen. <laughs> that's what's, this is what I heard though. A lot of people on the island are talking about it. How it like brought them um, treasures washed up on the shore <laughs> in front of their huts. That's what I heard. Well, you've heard wrong. Oh, the only- okay. <laughs> in an effort to prevent further sacrifices, Tumtum convinces the council turtle to call an emergency council assembly so that he may speak to them. Before he does so, he slips away for a quick pre-council meeting sweat lodge visit. So you're you're able you're able to get back to the sweat lodge. You're met with a similar thing. Now a young a young turtle sitting in the sweat lodge when he when he sees you come in. Uh, let's see if he discovers. He does not notice that your kelp bandana is hiding the eel. Yeah, I'm like bringing him back. You know, I'm thinking different styles, different cuts, different colors we could do. Mm-hmm. Kind of really make it our own. Yes, probably be a hit with the younger turtles. Hey, um, do you have any dirt on the council people? <laughs> Make a persuasion <laughs> check. You know. Are you persuading or intimidating him? Let me check my stats. Uh, I am persuading him. Fifteen plus three. Okay, he goes. Oh dear, um, I knew Dostu, one of the leading council members. His son was killed by one of these eels in the, that have buried into his nose. He has since, we fear, gone mad with rage. Oh. And his the... judgment is not as sound as it once was. But does he like sweets or anything? <laughs> yes, sweets. You know, like coconuts. You know that, that coconuts to... are poisonous to turtles. Oh yeah, I forgot. <laughs> I forgot about that. I just sometimes, yeah, I always get the coconut free brand of of coconuts. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe it's not coconut. Yeah, I get the one with more nuts and less cocoa. <laughs> That's not how coconuts work. <laughs> he goes. This is really unexpected. I have to go. I have my chores to attend to. And he scampers out of the sweat lodge. Take in a last deep breath. I wipe a couple sweats off of my brow. And then I head to the council meeting with a plan. So they're meeting at the, in the center hut in the, uh, inside the council chambers. With, they have a small fire going in the center of this um, uh, surrounded by rocks and driftwood, mm-hmm. and there's and there are uh, seven council members sitting in a circle. Uh-huh. This large turtle uh, stands and goes, "Speak your mind, boy." I had a vision. There's a place in space where we all belong, an island for all of us, a world for all of us. He goes, "Nastas, is that is this why you brought us here? No, it's for the for the ramblings of this young turtle." I am this a lonely turtle. 
with a vision. And I hear these rumors of us executing our own. Councilman Dustu, you lost your son. Savages decided to end his life because he was different. Because he had a noseworm in his nose hole. And people didn't understand it. He sits in silence for a moment. I'm not done. (laughs) (laughs) Play it on him. Continue. So let's not kill the worm people. Okay, now I'm done. (laughs) The decision to let my son go was the hardest I've ever made. Since then, we have had no more of these eel worm infestations on our shores. So we pray to our tribal gods that it has worked and we will be left alone. But what if that wasn't true? I have a secret that I want to reveal to you today, but you must promise me sanctuary. Make a persuasion check. Eight plus three. You rolled a 20. Okay. Dios, <laughs> I grant no sanctuary. If, you're ju- if your cause is just, I may, but I will not say now. And here's my secret. When I was in the sweat lodge earlier today, there was a boy who had a worm in his nose. <laughs> I just, I didn't want to rat him out, but I'm, it was really gnarly. And I just, we kind of bonded, and I just want to help save him. So Make a deception check. Oh no. A seven plus one, an eight. He sits there, he goes, Remove your kelp. You see him, he raises his hand, and you see four large turtles, all carrying clubs, stand behind him. Okay, okay. Yes, let's do that. I guess I'm going to trust that some of my words have reached the council, and I will willingly remove my kelp face. <laughs> so you're met with ah, a lot of ahs and oohs. Yeah. And uh, it is back. As you can see, the only way we can cure this is by working together. Dastu <clears throat> stands up and yells. And he goes, seize him! Uh, Nastas, the old council member you were speaking to earlier shoves you out of the door closes it and goes he goes run my son he closes it and you hear a loud commotion as the door is rattling and it sounds like somebody's getting hit and you hear Nasta screaming out in pain no I need to run and I need to find out what's going on and I need to find out how to get this worm thing out of my nose hole (laughs) so you flee out of the uh, council chambers out from the main door you can consult the map and kind of tell me where you would like to run to after fleeing the council Tum Tum remembers about the existence of a witch doctor on a nearby island but does not know which island he swims to a nearby bar to visit a friend who may have the information he seeks An old friend of yours, uh, Lanu, is sitting at the bar, L-A-N-U. Lanu is sitting at the bar enjoying a, uh, a 
drink as you know him to be a bit of an alcoholic. Okay. Uh, before I approach, of course, I'm going to wrap my face up again. All right. Make a <clears throat> survival check to see how well you do it. 15. Nice. All right. And then I'm going straight to Lanu because we're best buds. You sit up at, alongside him. Lanu looks at you. Hey, buddy. This is important. And I'm going to start off with this. You help me out. I'm buying you an entire picture of your favorite uh, swamp water. His, his blood. Ch- <laughs> they just drink ale, but. <laughs> okay. <laughs> swamp, swamp water <laughs> is a type of ale they drink here. It's the name, yeah. It's a uh, microbrew around here, <laughs> Swamp Water Breweries. Yeah. <laughs> so his bloodshot eyes kind of get really big as you say that, as you know him to be a bit of a lush. And he goes, licks his dry tortle lips. Mm-hmm. What can I do for you, my oh, friend? Oh, God, I just got a visual like image of that in my head, and it was not pleasant. Yeah, it's terrible. Remember those stories growing up of the witch doctor? Yes, yes, yes. Didn't you say you saw her one time? <laughs> he's a little drunk, so... Yeah. He's like, he goes, yeah, well, maybe I saw her. Or somebody told me about her. Why? What do you want? What's going on? Either is good at this point. Lanu, for a pitcher of beer, where is that witch doctor? Do you remember Hmm. what island she was rumored to be on? Hmm. Let me think. Hmm. Oh, my God. Hmm. And he's sitting there for a while. is the worst. He goes... Believe the northern point of the scattered islands. Lanu, this is why turtles no, have bad no, stereotypes. No. You can't speak this slow. <laughs> Wait, this is hold important. On. No, that was Lanu. A distant. I, I start drinking. Like I pick up his glass and start drinking it. Like no, mm. no, no, no. Hold. Mm. Wait. He speeds up. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. No, it's the, it's the uh, the Crescent Island, due north from here. Crescent Island. Tum Tum Dilly Dum begins the swim to Crescent Island. Along the way, he's attacked by a reef shark, which he kills using a guiding bolt to the anus. He rides, he rides decent survival and stealth checks to avoid further shark encounters, then arrives on Crescent Island. I did it! You uh, walk onto the shores to see a small hut on the island, uh, basically just a big triangle of different driftwood uh, strapped together up top, and mm-hmm. it seems to be a small fire burning from inside. Who should I put it out? <laughs> I don't know. Last just afraid that... of fire. <laughs> put it out! Put it out! Yeah, yeah, he's not keen on fire. All right, well, I approach. Okay, you approach. You hear the sounds of a kind of like a a sing-songy humming coming from inside of the of inside the hut baby shark someone to try to do like a like you see in the movies i'm also going to start humming so i want to do like kind of a movie thing where i hear the witch doctor humming and doing the song and I'm going to do my 
like join in to create some sort of harmony. Okay, make a performance check. <laughs> Thirteen plus one, fourteen. So you come in and you're actually able to catch the the tone of it, and you're able to uh, start uh, harmonizing with it. You do you take the high or the low side? Uh, I'll take the high. So you go in full soprano, <laughs> so, something like that, and uh, you the door swings open, and as the humming is continuing. Um, Swings open in this old turtle uh, um, with kelp that seems to be tied to her head, mm-hmm. reaching all the way down uh, past her shell, um, almost Sexy. completely covered in this kelp, uh, holding a gnarled, curled staff in her hand. Mm-hmm. She looks up to you and she goes, Another one, huh? Come inside. How did you know? She uh, looks you up and down, and he's like, I can tell, he's like, I can see what you're hiding under there. Is it the wheezing from my singing voice? You could kind of, <laughs> the, the worm, in the, it kind of throws it off a bit, I know. It's, uh, it's, it's actually moving a little bit. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you uh, come into her small hut, um, uh, some incense is burning, some, some, it looks like some potions are in the middle of being created. Mm, yeah, they are. And she goes... Tell me, when did this happen? Well, just this morning, I woke up from it, and this thing was in my nose. And when I tried to pull it out, it bit me. One came a while ago. He came asking me, Thantwe, for help. I have a feeling of where this originates. I sent him on his way, told him to come back to me if he was able to find the answers he's looking for. It's been some time, and he's not returned, so I fear the worst. She goes, that's a nice fanny pack. I hear those are coming back. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> now, can I see your nose? Okay, I removed the kelp from my face. <laughs> she approaches you, kind of grabbing you by the chin, tilting your head up, looking in your nostril, looking kind of uh, coming in close to the, uh, to the eel. She goes, I'd say you have a day day and a half at the most there's no way that I know of to prolong this the only alternative is to kill it at the source creatures seem to be originating in my travels around the islands I believe they are all coming from the largest island in the northwest the scattered islands oh good so I've looked around there and I believe they originating from the Screaming Cave. The Screaming Cave? You'll hear the sounds of this cave. Did you enter the Screaming Cave? Dear no. I've seen tracks of these serpents leading out of this cave. And they, I believe these to be the, the same. Because this island does not naturally have snakes or other serpents on it. What should I... Is there anything else I should know about traveling to this island, the Scatter Islands? Like, what island is the cave on? On the east side, in the on the east bay of the largest island. Do you think I have to destroy all of the snake? I cannot tell you exactly what you must do, but I, I believe... You said you could tell me! But I, be, I believe the source of these creatures stems from in there, but I believe it to be some sort of... 
mother or some sort of thing that is spawning these creatures. Well, you do know a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Is there anything you require? Yeah, um, like all the magical equipment, like weapons, like protection that you have. Like, I'll take a couple of those potions. Yes, um... Many are still in the works. I'm in the experimental phase of a few of mine. Um, I like to experiment. And I book her. So she she doesn't quite get your gist, but she grabs one potion that's a Uh. swirling green, white, red, and blue potion that seems in constant motion. She goes, this is a potion of wild magic. The effects, I do not know. But I know, it's like, it could be good, it could be bad. But you... I like those odds. Like you use this potion if things seem the if if thing if if death seems inevitable and at least maybe you'll shake things up a bit. Nice. She goes, I wish you the best of luck. What was your name again? Uh Tum Tum Dilly Dum. I'm Of the Dilly Dums? She goes, I've heard of your family. Great fisherman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's, that's, that's what they say about us. Not me, though. So when I was a young uh, turtling, I had this vision of this giant tortoise in the sky that was a planet, and we would all go there and live on its belly. I've had the same visions. <gasps> I, like, reach for her hands. She reaches out and takes your hands. Are you f- Feeling <laughs> what's happening right here in this space. She leans in a little closer. I think I do. <laughs> Wait, I say, do you smell what the rock is cooking? <laughs> Make a charisma check. Just a straight D20 plus your charisma modifier. 15 <laughs> nice. plus 1, 16. She goes, oh, I smell it. <laughs> I love it. Maybe, get, maybe come over here and get a big whiff. She comes in close, right up against, like, brushes past the eel coming out of your nose. And, yeah, I, I, I brush it. I brush it like you would someone's hair to the side. I brush my eel <laughs> to, the side. to the side. She leans in close to kiss you. I kiss her. She starts disrobing her kelp to show the yeah. the elderly but surprisingly fit turtle body underneath. <laughs> nice. I take off my shell. Can turtles do nope, that? No, can't do it. You die immediately. <laughs> uh, I put my head... I duck my head into my shell. And then when I come out, like it's like... I'm all fresh and clean. <laughs> like, ready to go. Like, I'm all lubed up. All like right. My head. So, I'm going to cut to um, the gratuitous sex scene. And uh, I want you to make two checks. I want you to, one, make a performance check. Uh-huh. And two, make a con- uh, constitution check. I just want to say I'm so happy we're sharing this moment yeah. together. This is my first D&D sex scene. And I'm really excited <laughs> it about it. It comes up more often than you'd think. That's what she will be saying. Performance is... Six and a one. Seven. So you're just kind of like... 
Not the most graceful sex. You're just like, yeah. you have this like beautiful embrace. You lay her down yeah. and then you're just like, <laughs> just like flopping around yeah. on her. I'm like, yeah, uh, you like the seven minutes in heaven? <laughs> All right. For, no, so for the time, oh, now okay. you make the constitution check. Ten plus two, twelve. So you're able to, you make a good... Half hour, 35 yeah. minutes out of it. I was so. all about the suspending it. So it's not the most uh, graceful, but it, it gets the job done. You know what? She seems to enjoy it. You know, I thought I wanted this, but now that we're doing it. <laughs> so you, she, you roll over, brush the eel, the eel yeah. out of your nose. How does the, the eel react to the sex? <laughs> does it burrow deeper or do anything? I'm going to roll d d20. Higher than 10, it burrows deeper. 17. <laughs> It burrows deeper, causing another two yeah. damage. And I'm like, mmm, deeper. <laughs> <laughs> so you're up to 11 damage on you. So Do you pull on the eel on purpose during this? <laughs> yes. Yeah. A little, like, pleasure point. <laughs> it's the only way I can get up. <laughs> so you roll over, and, you're, and she's like, ah, oh, it's been 60 years since anyone's touched me like that. She whispers centrally, tum, tum, dilly, dum. <laughs> I think it's best you're on your way. Wow, she's kicking him out. Wow. She's done. I hope she's hit it and quit it. She's I, old. She knows what she <laughs> likes. I hope the worm wasn't contagious. I probably should have <laughs> thought of that before we kind of did it. She goes, I'll risk it. Oh, that's the sweetest thing <laughs> anyone has ever said to me. She uh, she, she helps you. She grabs your... Uh, your kelp bandana and helps you put it back on and essentially puts your fanny pack mm-hmm. back on and uh, she gives you a pat on the ass and goes on you go if you uh, if you defeat your demons come back and we'll uh, give it another go yeah no I'll call you <laughs> don't worry about it <laughs> so she she ushers you out closes the door and goes back to her stuff I will I guess start swimming towards. All right, make a survive. Make a survival check. Nat twenty. Ooh, twenty five. Okay, so you're swimming and you're you're you catch the the scent of things in the air and you're able to read the tidal current, the ocean currents to tell you what things are out there. You're able to. to avoid uh, two separate reef sharks, as well as a boat full of three aggressive-looking tribal fishermen, human fishermen. I really nailed this one. It looks like they are out there looking for large creatures to snag with their nets, and you're able to uh, steer clear of them and out of sight. You're able to uh, survival your way through all the obstacles. This is the best I've ever done at (laughs) D&D. You got laid. You got, I got laid. You're rejuvenated. You're I a sweat lodge. I, I swam through the water without like getting attacked. This is like incredible. So was that? Your, I can't lose. Was that? Was that your first time? It was my first time. Nice. I hope it's not my last time. Well, we'll see. Wow. So, you come up to the island and you notice it is not a full of sand beaches like the other one. There is. Uh, it's full of uh, rocks, large rock formations. Look like maybe it was part of an uh, a volcano long ago that has since dormant, leaving a volcanic trail, uh, a molten trail, eking into the sea on all sides. 
You uh, you approach the east side of the island, I assume, where she told you? Yes. And you come up there. Make a perception check. Eight plus five. Thirteen. You hear the slight sound of kind of a, the, the wind blowing and creating a howling sound. Oh. You, uh, do you follow the sound? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Make a survival check again. Fourteen. So you're able to track the sound of this, and you come up to a large cave, probably 20 feet by 20 feet entrance. It goes into darkness with the uh, dim lights of the sun behind you shining into it. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to... So I have a cantrip light. Mm-hmm. With that, what kind of light does that provide? Yeah, I think that's pretty uh, spot on. Um, okay. So you cast uh, your light cantrip on your holy symbol, um, illuminating the cave in front of you. You see um, the cave opens up as it goes, and you see the, the faint sparkling of some water inside the cave. I walk towards the sparkling water. So you enter the cave. You see a small pool of water in front of you to the right. And you roll a perception check? Of course. My total is seven. So you don't really notice anything else, although you do notice a figure, a dark figure laying on the ground right in front of the water. Looks like it's just laying motionless on the ground. Looks semi-tortle-esque. I'm going to attempt to stealth my way over there. Make a stealth check. So you can kind of hug the walls, and uh, it's more so yes. just trying to be quiet other than not seeing okay. because you're shining a light from your chest. Yeah, I was kind of hoping maybe I can, like, you know, cup it towards, like, the ground or something. So it's just... Yeah. yeah, yeah. So okay. you're, you're able to... Uh, I rolled an eight, uh, You feel 18. that you're, you're able to, as silently as you can, and you try and bury your light symbol uh, inside of your fanny pack for the moment with just enough light for you to be able to see and you approach this figure. You look and you find that this is a a turtle male laying face down in the dirt with a pool of blood along its face. It's probably the one who the witch doctor sent here and then they didn't come back and now oh, backstory. I get it. Um, I investigate their body. Make an investigation check. Zero, 18. So you notice that he has been dead for about a week's time from his wounds. You roll him over to see that something has came out of its face. So its nose, mouth, and between its eyes, cavity is completely gone. It looks like something shot out of it. And um, it is very dead and smells very bad. Oh, does he have any, uh, I mean, I feel bad for him and all, but does he have any loot on He has him? a spear on him, which does uh, 1d6 damage, and he has, um, he has a potion that you're unfamiliar with on him. It looks like it has a similar uh, casing vial that yours has that it got from the witch doctor, though. Okay, so I will not drink this potion. You see... Something arising from the water to the right of you. And you see a large... It looks somewhat like a mutated uh, octopus. 
It has several eyes on its face. It has tentacles coming out from all directions. But these tentacles look to be... Some are short and look like they're growing back. Others Mm -hmm. are full length. So it had maybe like 12 tentacles coming off of it. And about four or five of them seem like they're shorter than the others. And the tentacles actually have a striking resemblance to the thing that's hanging out of your nose. Oh, no. Roll initiative. So what is your initiative? I got 11 total. The mama beast goes first. Make a wisdom check. Wisdom save. Uh, 14, and my wisdom is 3. So you feel a piercing feeling in your brain as if this creature is somehow trying to damage you on a psychic level but your strong uh, wisdom is able to push out this feeling and it does not affect you I remember the witch doctor telling me about this I must fight it (laughs) (laughs) so you uh, so it is your turn I kind of want to cast shield of faith right away Mm mhm Casting time, one bonus action. Nice. So as my bonus action, I will use Shield of Faith, <clears throat> which will give me plus two to my AC. Is that a first or second level spell? That is a first level spell. So I have okay. one left. Okay. So your Shield of Faith gives you plus two armor class, and you that was a bonus action, so you can still uh, okay. use a normal action. Okay, I think I'm going to use cast another spell. This is a second level spell. Spiritual weapon. It creates this floating weapon. On a hit they take 1d8 spell casting. As a bonus action on your turn you can move the weapon up to 20 feet. So you already used your bonus action. Okay. So you won't be able to use the bonus action if you were to do it this round. Okay. Um, Then in that case. So on your next round you could use that and use the bonus action. Okay, then I will just uh, cast my spiritual weapon, which creates a floating weapon around me. And what what kind of weapon is it? Weapon will be, I think, like a giant, like a great axe. Nice. Kind of like cooking, like chopping up the sushi sort <laughs> of thing. Okay. All right, roll a range spell attack. So the d20 plus d20 plus whatever it is. So 14. Uh, so that's a hit. So roll your damage. So I'm going to roll 1d8 plus 3. I rolled a 2, so 5. Takes 5 damage. Great. It's turn. It takes, it gets chopped, and it kind of recoils back, and then it sends its tentacles at you, and they start pounding on you and try and grab you. All right. No more pounding. So that would be a 19. So that would be a hit. Yeah. So I'm 19 right now. If it ties, do they win? Yeah, tie. You have to meet nineteen. So you need to make a either a dexterity or strength DC, whichever is better. Okay, ten and four, fourteen. So you take ten damage. Ouch! Bringing you up to seventeen damage from the tentacles. From the tentacles, yes. So am I at... But you are not grappled. Okay. Am I at eight hit points right now? You have eight hit points left, yes. So my channel divinity heal 15 HP. Oh, yeah. With my holy symbol. Mm -hmm. I'll do that, and I get 
plus two to healing, healing spells. Okay, I see. That's just like a. Concept. Well, I'll use my symbol then to heal the so fifteen. So you bring out your uh, holy symbol that's uh, emanating light, mm-hmm. and you choose channel divinity, which showers its blessings down on you, and you heal fifteen hit points. So now you only have two damage on you. Nice, yeah, 23. Oh, right. that feels good. Wait, wait, I'm going to do my bonus attack. Got it, yeah. Which is my weapon, 18 I rolled. Boom, hit. I rolled a 3. Plus, plus 3. Plus my spellcasting ability modifier, which is 3. Yep, so you do uh, 6 damage to it, and it uh, kind of shrieks in pain. <laughs> Stop, you foul creature, or I will chop you up and serve you to my turtle brethren. Are you trying to uh, intimidate it? Yeah. All right, make an intimidation check. It has to be insane. <laughs> 14 plus 1, 15. Nope. It, it continues with its attack, and it's going to try and probe you psychically again. Wow. Make a, make a wisdom savings throw. Six plus three. Oh, you fail. Ouch. You take six damage, and anything, any attack you make this next round, mm-hmm. you have disadvantage on. So you, your mind kind of succumbs, and it sends a shooting pain throughout your body, and you mm-hmm. feel a little, uh, your body seems fatigued for the moment, and you can't quite react in the way you're used to. How is but the is thing turn. in his nose behaving right now? The thing in your nose is um, just kind of, it's its moving a lot, but it doesn't seem to be uh, burrowing deeper at the moment. It's just tail is kind of swinging round and round and round like it's excited. All right, it is your turn, tum-tum, dilly-dum. Okay, I'm thinking I might heal again since I'll have a disadvantage on my attack. Sure. Might as well just heal. So you're going to use Cure Wounds? I use Cure Wounds, so I think that's my last yes, first and, level. And that's 1d8 plus the 3, I think. 6! Plus, so you're fully back to full health. Yeah. This Cleric thing is coming in uh, handy. Yeah, I was like, I was a little been concerned of if you being a see- life Cleric when I'm the only one in the party. But now it's kind of saving my butt. Yeah, because you've taken quite a bit of damage. You just keep healing yourself. I will attempt my um, bonus action to hit, though. Sure. So rolling twice, so that's a four. You miss. So, yeah. It attacks, this time with its tentacles. Armor class is... 19 right now. Woo! 12 plus 5. That is a miss. Yes. All right, your turn. You're able to fend off its, its tentacles with your... With your uh, or your hardened shell, I'm going to try to attack. I guess with my weapon this time. How about my warhammer, which is a plus six to hit? Go for it. Fourteen plus six. You hit, and it says one d eight plus four. Seven plus four. Ooh, doom! Damn, do eleven damage. You get it really solid as it. As it brings back its tentacles, you're able to bob and weave inside, and you hit hit it right in the yeah. right in the torso. And I say, "Get out of my face!" And then I <laughs> use my spiritual weapon to try to hit, and I miss with a roll of a three. Okay, so the uh, the sushi axe comes down and 
and misses. Yeah. Tentacles come back at you. Dun, 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 dun. Misses with a two. <laughs> I am more powerful because I am the Messiah of the Tortles, and I will take my race to space. <laughs> and I will raise up my warhammer. And with a fourteen plus six, you hit. I hit you, you foul creature. And I take my damn it. I chop you with a warhammer. Doing. Sorry, I'm doing your job now. How am I doing? Seven doing plus great. four damage. Woo. This hammer is not made for building, it's for tearing apart. Because it's a warhammer. <laughs> you feel a telepathic. Um... A telepathic uh, message, kind of just sort of an emotion of confusion mm-hmm. as you're saying all these things, but also wrapped around it is rage. Oh. All right. So, you oh, want to use your bonus? And my bonus. Nat 20. Oh. Nat 20. Doing a dance, doing a dance. So, Nat roll uh, 2d8. Oh, my God. Four. Four. So, eight plus... You're spell casting, so three and three. So be seven plus seven. Fourteen. So it is still coming, but it is it's a bit beat up, and you can tell one of its tentacles has kind of like fallen off of it and it's mm-hmm. withering on the ground. Um, it comes at you with its tentacles again. Rolls a f- fifteen plus five is twenty. That hits me. Hits you. Two D six plus five. You take Seven plus five, so twelve damage. Enraged by the damage you just unleashed on it, it comes back with a fury and it um, it barrages you with its tentacles. I'm at a crossroads here because I have, I believe, thirteen hit points left. Mm-hmm. This thing can hit hard. I but I can hit hard. So I'm weighing, just trying to kill it, or maybe healing and being a little safer about it. So I'll hit it first with my warhammer. Sixteen. Ooh, there plus you six. go, man. You're on it. Whoop Deal. that trick. <laughs> Eight max Ooh. damage plus the four. So you hit it. So its face is well within your shot, and you put the warhammer right in its head. Caving yes. in a part of its skull, but it's barely still crawling at you, and its tentacles are still moving. I can destroy all of you here, and you will be wiped from this realm. Or you could surrender, stop this nonsense, and live in peace with your fellow creatures. You uh, feel a message coming through to you telepathically. You will die. And as it continues to lurch at you. You've made a grave mistake. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to use my cure wounds. No, my healing word. So it's a 1d4 plus your... uh, Well, but I'm casting it as a second level because I don't have a first level anymore. Yeah, so it's going to be 2d4 plus 3. So that is a 4 and a 2... So nine, and then the oh yeah, because you're channel divinity, you get plus two for, for our healing stuff. 
So you only have one damage on you now. Nice. What, thing... what word do you say? Oh, yeah. yeah, what is your healing word? <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, Cowabunga! <laughs> <laughs> and you feel your uh, your your body's uh, wounds. You have a kind of like, you feel like you might have a sprain or a break and some cuts on your body kind of form mm-hmm. back together. And you're left with only very minor bruises and cuts. Whoa. It's, it's turn. It comes at you with all the fury of a thousand suns. It is a hit. Whoa, I'm so happy I healed. Yeah. Oof. Stop it. 11 plus 5. So you Whoa. take 16 damage. So you have 17 what? damage on you. You would have been dead if you, had a, if you didn't heal. I would have been dead. Yeah. This, dude, this thing has done like 50 damage on you. How much have I done on it? Can uh, I get a read that... I'll tell you straight up. 65. You caved in part of its head, so yeah, it's it's kind of good. It's, he said it's, it was it's, on its, yeah. it's it's on instinct. It's its tentacles are just flailing around. It's bleeding. It's shrieking, and it's uh it's violently thrashing. Oh oh crap! I forgot. I have like the potions. Mm-hmm. I use that potion. This use is it. Potion. This is it. This is the moment she was telling me about <laughs> of knowing when the moment would be. I have 8 HP. I'm close to death. The creature's close to death. This is the moment. I gotta use that swirling potion. Okay. So this is a wild magic potion. So you will roll from the wild magic surge. So sorcerers, they have to roll from this table when they cast certain spells. Mm -hmm. And they fail. So you are going to roll from this table, and the effect will happen. So this, I have no idea what could happen. It could just be like the worst. Like I could be a fireball on yourself. It could be (laughs) teleportation. You could go invisible. It could be your shoes turn into flowers or something. Oh, no. So I want you to roll two d10s. Two d10s, okay. We we need a number out of 100. One's going to be the one, and one's going to be the ten. Okay, I'm using my green die. So this is the ten first. This is a two. So 20, and then roll it one more time. I don't even know if this is good. I don't even know what I'm going for. It's just wild. A three. Oh, Your skin turns a vibrant shade of blue. A remove curse spell can end this effect. What? (laughs) No! I'm just blue now! (laughs) Yeah, you turn bright blue, and... uh, I'm a blue turtle! Okay, so here's my choices I'm thinking. I have the other potion. Is that usable with a bonus action? Yeah, I'll say you can do both potions. Okay. For shits and giggles. Um, I could run away. I don't I don't run. This is like... I'm not a runner. Nice. Because if I'm going to like lead my people... Into space? Into space, I can't run. The only way... The only place to go is up. And that's what I'm all about. That's what Tum Tum Dilly Dum all about. <laughs> so I'm now switching my green dice to blue dice. <laughs> Good. Nice. Step one. So you're a bright blue. I guess I will use the other potion and okay. see what happens. It is also a wild magic <laughs> potion. Holy shit. All right. <laughs> hey, I wonder if my skin this will turn exciting. back to green this time. <laughs> all right. Give me a 2d10. All right. So... I rolled a five and a three. 
And so what I'm doing now is like I'm holding the potion, I'm holding my holy symbol, and I'm like, Tortle gods from the Tortle space, I know you're there. I know I'm your messiah. Guide me to defeat this creature. Up to three creatures you choose within 30 feet of you take 4d10 lightning damage. Yes! 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 So roll 4d10 lightning damage. The gods have spoken! 4d10? Yeah, so roll a d10 four times. Okay, rolling a d10 four times. Eight! Boom. That's a high one. Four. That's a medium one. Eight! That's a high one. Three. Twenty-three. So this newly blued tortle cleric. (laughs) I blew myself. In a a final final call to his gods to save him, chugs this wild magic potion, presenting his holy symbol, and lightning pours in through the cave entrance, hitting this this creature, sending its guts splattering all over the walls. And the... And the eel snake tentacle type creature slowly oozes out of your nose turning to the ground withering in front of you until retching over and dying my heart is racing (laughs) this is my biggest accomplishment i've ever made in real life or (laughs) fantasy life some choice healing and some i think if you didn't Make yourself blue first. I don't think the lightning could have happened. No, the blue Because you was... changed the dice. It made you change your dice. That's, That's true. true. I got a brand new outlook. So, it has been defeated. Tum Tum Dilly Dum has taken the eel out of its nose. Hey, I do need one more. In an epilogue, Tum Tum Dilly Dum returns to the council. <laughs> yeah. Or to the sweat lodge. Which one do you want to go to? Ooh, I think we gotta go where it all began. Like, he's gonna go to that council and, like, tell everyone off. And now that he's blue, too, it's kind of like he has, like, a Jesus (laughs) vibe. Mm -hmm. That, like, he's gonna lead his people to space. That's gonna happen. say above 10, they like the blue color. Below 10, they dislike it. 12, they like it. Yes, yes. So, but before I do any of that, you know, I do what I do first, and that's I start my day, I get, I sweat the cares away, mm-hmm. I relax, and I go to that sweat lodge. And I just sweat this day out of me. Mm. And it's the best sweat lodge mm. I've ever had. It's the best sweat. So you stay in there. Um, now a... Uh... Now an accomplished adventurer going out to the islands, you are held in high regard in the town. After telling the council members about what you've done and how you've defeated the source of these creatures, they give you many thanks, upgrading your hut to the finest hut on the beach and moving you close right next door to the sweat lodge. Hey, but an important question. Yeah. Are fanny packs back? Roll d20. (laughs) Fanny packs and also the so, the kelp. Yeah, I was going to say uh, over 12, yes, and you have a plus 3. 14. Fanny packs are back. Fanny packs are back. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! It's all back, baby. Congratulations. You have succeeded, Tum Tum Dilly Dum, in getting the eel out. 
and uh, making a nice, memorable uh, campaign. Hey, this is cool. Thanks for having me again. Greatest moment of my life. Headline to Tables, created by me, Christopher Patton, and Dungeon Master Wes Lytle. All the background music you hear in the show is by Kevin McLeod, and you can hear more of his awesome stuff at incompetech.com. Thank you.